after I, cl- I completed my half marathon, I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't just want to do yoga all the time. I want to do something else. And so I came upon Bar 11, and I remember I signed up for it, and I was nervous. I was like, this is something I've never done before. Yes, I'm in shape. I just ran a half marathon, and I'm doing this yoga. I should be fine. I should be fine. I kept telling myself this. But I was so nervous, like walking into class, everyone's quiet. And you think, oh, my goodness, this is going to be so intense. The calm before the storm. Yeah. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 13 of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that's really about a blueprint, the blueprint of other people's lives that can be applied to our own lives, and not really in the technicalities, the specifics of their lives, but rather how they get through challenges, how they move towards the things that they love, how they live an epic life. Because, at least for me, nothing is more inspiring than hearing about someone else's journey. And especially when we don't feel such an isolation in our own difficulties and in our own desires for for our grand life. And this week's guest is no different. This is Carly Smith, a friend that I have known for about five years who has been both a co-worker and a buddy who is really a multi-hyphenate human being. Currently, she is a pharmaceutical sales rep, a bar instructor, and many other things as well. We talk about her entry into pharmaceutical sales and how she really pushed herself and the challenges that she overcame to enter into that field. We also talk about her journey and love affair with Barr, B-A-R-R-E, as well as becoming an instructor. Not only that, we also discuss her weekly routines, daily routines, and many life lessons that she's learned along the way. So this is a true hero's journey about becoming someone with many hyphens next to your name. I want to say thank you because someone did click on the Amazon banner at epicordinarylives.com. I really appreciate you supporting the podcast, whoever you are. It means so much because, again, this is a labor of love, and any and all support helps continue this project. If you click on the Amazon banner by going to EpicOrdinaryLives.com, each episode has a banner at the top. 
If you click on it, it takes you to Amazon and you can shop on Amazon as you normally would. You're not spending any additional money. Essentially, anything you buy, I get a small percentage back. And of course, if you were just listening right now, that also is incredibly helpful. If you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or whatever platform you prefer, that helps continue this work. I'm going to dive right into this episode. There's a lot of great gems here. And again, if you've ever kind of wondered about what it would be like to move toward a passion, especially when you have a day job, how is it that I can move towards this thing that I love, but I also have all these other responsibilities? I think this is a great episode about that. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Carly Smith. And this is, by the way, part one of two with Carly Smith, here on Epic Ordinary Lives. I am sitting in the excellent local craft brewery, Mayday Brewery, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, with a co-worker and a friend, Carly Smith. Hi! What's up, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) We have been friends and co-workers for, I mean, what, like, Four years, I believe. Pretty much my entire pharmaceutical sales career. So let's mm-hmm. start. Let's first start. We'll give yourself like a brief mm-hmm. bio with as many hyphens as you would like. Okay. So you are correct on that. I am from a small town called Huntland, and it's right below Winchester, and it is in Tennessee. So I grew up on a farm, and it's a small community, and I went to a school that was K through 12, actually. Once I graduated from there, I started uh, attending Motlow State in Mm. Lynchburg, and so I was there. And then um, after that, I moved to the big city of Murfreesboro, which was very much a big city to me compared to where I was coming from. Oh yeah, Huntland. I've had Huntland as one of the the towns. Uh, I, I I loved Huntland. The people there. Uh, the I guess nurse practitioner. Yes. That was there. Kelly Gold. Shout out to Kelly Golden, yes. by the way. Hello. Hello. Um, but it was as <laughs> as minimum of what you could call a town as is human. Which those places are often the places that we find ourselves kind of pining after. Yes. F- for later to have that mm-hmm. patch of land. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about our origin story of meeting because it has kind of a funny it, it does. beginning. Yeah, it does. So about four years ago, I was working with a durable medical company. And part of my territory was in Manchester. And I was calling on this account and I was speaking with the nurses and the receptionist up front and you had came in Mm. so I was wrapping up my call and I was walking out and saw you and naturally I just introduced myself because I like to meet others and network and get people's cards and so forth and so I saw you and I just asked you know who who you were with and we just started a conversation but I didn't get your card so What happened was, is the next time I was at this office, I came back and I said, hey, 
do you remember that guy, Aaron? Do you remember where he worked? Because I was trying then to get into the pharmaceutical industry and I was really trying to network with others and really reaching out to see if there was some sort of way I could I could get in. So they were like, yeah, here's this card. And so I grabbed it. And so I was looking online and there was an opening. So I had applied and then I called you about it because I thought, well, you know, he can probably give me some good insight, some, you know, just tell me what his experience has been with this company. And so called you up just out of the blue. I was a little bit nervous because I thought he's probably going to think, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I don't, you know, he doesn't even know me. And Complete stranger. Yeah, calling you up. Yeah. So I called you and I was asking you about this position and you were telling me this information. I was like, all right, cool. I'm good. And then I went on to the interview and I thought I nailed it. I've got this. And I left feeling all good. And then I called you and you said... You were just kind of talking to me about how my experience was and so forth. And then we hung up. And later on, I found out that you were actually interviewing for the yep. same position. Yep. Yeah. And, and this speaks to the, the small. I, I think this applies to any field that you may find yourself in. Often reps have each other's backs. Teachers have each other's backs because you know time and time again what those folks go through. And, and not that it's digging ditches or anything, but there are challenges. And I think the hilarious part of that was that, yes, you, you called and you said, I, you know, I think somebody else is interviewing for this job. And I think at the time I was like, yes. well, um, man, I, what was it like? Like, I, and meanwhile, I had previously just interviewed for that job. Mm-hmm. Flash forward, mm-hmm. we both ended up. Well, I think what has ha- what happened was I got a call back and they told me that they were moving forward with someone else, and so I was a little bit crushed. And so I called you and I was like, "Aaron, I didn't get it. I didn't get it." Mm. But you ended up getting it. Yeah, yeah, and I might have even known at that yes, point. You knew. It- and that's a, it's a highly vulnerable place because you, you're on the other end of the phone and you, you, are you going to be like, uh, sorry, booyah, like, yeah. but it was, it was weird. This was the, the contract. Okay. I know yes. which one this was. And then, but months later. Yes. So months later, there was another opening for a different territory. So I applied and interviewed and they offered me the position. So I called you and you said, yeah, we're gonna be on the same team. So it worked out and you were my partner for that one, so. And it it speaks to the, I think that again, all of this started because you had the guts to pick up the phone and call a stranger and, and somebody might be listening who, you know, this can take many a form, right? This mm-hmm. could be, it may not look exactly like that, but it is a skill. It is a brave thing to do. And what do you think? Someone who might be listening and they're going, yeah, but like that's scary. And Mm -hmm. like, just like you thought, I may be looked at as a a fool. Right. What gave you the the strength to do that? Well, I think, you know, not just in this industry, but 
in in any industry. If you're a teacher, if you are a fitness instructor, if you are a lawyer, just just whatever that field is that you're trying to get your foot into the door, it is so helpful just to reach out and and see what others' experience has been in the past. And if you can some somehow make a connection and then go a step further with, okay, this is something that I am really wanting to, to achieve. And what am I going to do to get there? For me, I thought, okay, I need to reach out to him and see if they have any openings. What kind of information can I gain from, from his experience with this company? And yeah, it's definitely scary. And I don't like feeling that way. But when you want something bad enough, then you're going to take that extra step in trying to achieve that goal. Yeah. And, you know, people, the, the bad part of that, the dark side of that is when people say, well, you don't have any control. It's who you know. They throw that around right. and it's almost like an excuse. But I've found it to be this very powerful, positive thing. Like if you just kind of flip it a little bit, it, it, it is sort of who you know, but you don't have to. Being brave and taking a chance like that is kind of worth its own <laughs> goodness, even if whatever the outcome is, regardless of outcome, if you have enough guts to do that, it's like people appreciate that. Oh, yes. And people will will acknowledge that as well. They will say, oh, look what you did. You went out, you uh, reached out to others and just to see what their experience has been and, and, and insight that you can gain from that. And, and so, yeah, they'll acknowledge it and Therefore, it puts you in a better place in the end. And even if you do look like a fool, yes. you know that you had it. I, I, I'm a big fan of being proud of yourself for taking chances, even if you don't get any outer benefit from it. Just working that muscle mm -hmm. of being having enough courage to do it, mm -hmm. that's worth its own mm -hmm. kind of reward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, say you do something that is, a little scary to you once you have achieved it you know and this is what I do to myself I'm like wow I did that and it just builds your confidence each time like this for an example I've never done this before so yeah and I've done this maybe 11 times or something mm -hmm. and every time it's a little bit easier yes. it's a little bit uh, one of the most recent interviews was was actually like this coming into a business, but right where customers were still coming in. Oh, so you had kind of an audience. Distracting. Yeah, so it's just these are all part of the the spice of life, right? The taking the chances and and going forward, and and really one thing that I'm curious about because I have done pharmaceutical sales for a, a decent amount of time now, not compared to the vast majority who've done it. You have as well. And I, people have such ideas about jobs. People have perceptions about what it yes. means to be a teacher. People have perceptions. If, if you're a fitness instructor, like you yes. said, that means you work out all day and you just have a, a jolly good, you know, it's no pressure. And then people have very specific ideas about yes. sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what what do you what are some things about this job that mm -hmm. that you do that were that are different in reality than yes. what you perceived they would be? Yes. 
Well, that's a really good question because I think many people, when they think of sales, they think either pushy and almost, you know, almost kind of rude, just very eager and just out there. Um, and then, and then you have another side to it where a lot of people think, oh, Carly, she just puts on a cute little dress and puts her makeup on, walks out there with some coffee, like 12 to 15 coffees probably. Gifts, uh, yeah, in other words, yeah. Yes, and hands out some copay cards and says, here you go, see you later, and easy peasy. But that's not it at all. <laughs> There's so much more to it. So really speaking with not only the providers, but the staff and making, you know, that total office call and speaking to them and seeing, you know, if their needs are being met, educating, talking about the efficacy, also insurance companies and really how and and really how are you going to partner with that practice on making sure that that patient has a has a good experience with with that drug so there's lots of different factors that go into it but it's definitely not easy like like the perception is is given yeah both of those perceptions that you offered there which i have encountered as well which is on one hand they don't do anything or on or they, they bring cupcakes and, and that, which that doesn't feel good if you're in that position, if, if you're in that job to be perceived as such. The other end of the coin is they're all type A aggressive headhunter sharks that care nothing of the patient. And the unfortunate thing is that there are those folks out there. Stereotypes in some ways exist because they do sometimes point to a type of person that is out there but it's that differentiating yourself from that negative view of who whatever it is whether it's a teacher there are bad teachers there's there's all of it and so taking this job that you've done are there any lessons because all of us work we all have to work and we yes even if, if even if we work from home or we take care of a family there there is effort that's required and I always like to ask what has this role this job mm-hmm. how does it extend to other areas in your life are there any lessons you've learned that help you out elsewhere oh yes I mean just from the beginning whenever you are trying to get into into this industry or whatever it has really taught me to stay to stay on it like if you if if you're really wanting to reach that goal then you need to get out there and you know make it happen so just being active with that and reaching out has been very helpful for me and also at times I can be a shy person and so it's really driven that that other part out of me and something else is that I also teach at a bar studio in Murfreesboro and something that I have been able to transfer skills in between my bar but also with my day job is just public speaking Mm. and this is something that I always have to work on. It's something that is not comfortable to me. 
I fell in love with bar fitness. It's called Bar 11. It's here in town and just really decided I I really love this workout and and I feel a calling to do to do more with this. So I went and and got certified and had to teach out loud and co-teach and in, in in a studio room where there's probably 15 ladies that come to you and they're ready to bring it and get their workout on. There's an expectation yes. there. And and you're a new instructor and you're thinking, oh my goodness, are they going to feel the burn? Are they going to shake to change? You know, these are just some <laughs> words that we say in Barb. And you just think about all of that and it just gets in your head and you just have to almost just settle your mindset, just clear your mind, reset, and then just go out there and do you because all of us have a different gift. And if you just start creating that noise in your mind where you're unable to perform or do your job or parent or be a good Mm. husband or wife, you really got to clear that mindset just so you can be open So that's something that, you know, I've been able to take that skill from bar, but also apply it to my work as well. So now I'm cool with whooping it up in bar class and so forth. You do feel like you've reached a a, a new level where you're not the person that you were that would have been nervous with that. Yeah, I mean, and also it builds your confidence too, you know, no matter what you're doing, if you are, say, you're doing one thing, but then you're stepping out of the box and you're doing something different, you know, it's going to build your confidence and, you know, also allow you to build yourself, but also reach out, having that opportunity to reach out to others and, and build a relationship there, too. And I found that that is very re- rewarding as well. And there's a million ways to get there. You know, like what we're doing right now is a way to take a chance, like a way. And, and there's there's such a thing as unhealthy risk taking. There's like, I'm going to strap a block to my leg and jump off of a whatever. Like that, that's risk taking. Yes. And that's not healthy. But anything where you find yourself and it often has to do with other people. You mentioned mm-hmm. that it all, it often has a social component. Maybe for somebody else, it would be being by themselves, uh, meditating quietly for three days or something. Everybody, it, you have to find what it looks like for you. Yeah. But this ability to get in the ring yes. with whatever it is, oh, yeah. it's it's yeah. the way you go to sleep at night and you, not only do you sleep good, but you feel really great about yeah. that day. There's an energy there. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I do feel like God has, has given us each a calling and it's it's up to you if you take that calling and act on it. So this is just some a piece in, in my life where I have had a calling and and I think to myself okay I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and then you do it let's talk about that because you mentioned that you had a very specific kind of pull a a calling a a route that was pulling you and what did that look like tell us because you have like Mm -hmm. kind of a whole health journey that we're going to talk about but specifically with bar yeah what was your first moment let's just hear your first time with bar I've got it 
So I guess it was about three years ago I was training for my first half marathon. And I was doing some cross training, too, with hot yoga. And I just fell in love with the mind-body connection and just how I felt afterwards. And I just felt my mind was clear. I was able to go on about my day. I was a better person all around. After I, cl- I completed my half marathon, I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't just want to do yoga all the time. I want to do something else. And so I came upon Bar 11, and I remember I signed up for it. And I was nervous. I was like, this is something I've never done before. Yes, I'm in shape. I just ran a half marathon, and I'm doing this yoga. I should be fine. I should be fine. I kept telling myself this. But I was so nervous. Like, walking into class, everyone's quiet. And you think, oh, my goodness, this is going to be so intense. The calm before the storm. Yeah. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? I mean, there's millions of ladies out there that think this about any type of fitness group class. So I went in there, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm so nervous. Do I have the right yoga pants on? Do I look like everyone else? You know, oh, goodness. And, you know, just looking around to see if I knew anyone. And then the teacher came in, who's the owner, Jen Hayes. And she came in, started the music. We're warming up. I'm thinking, okay, I got this, I got this. And then we start with our arm work and then thigh work and Halfway through class, I'm like, wow, I'm doing this. Halfway through class, I'm feeling good. I'm shaking. I'm shaking a lot. If you, you know, for any of those who have been to bar class, you do shake a lot. And so, and then I completed the class and I thought, yes, I did it. And I just fell in love. I just fell in love right then and there, just like with yoga. My first time I took yoga, I just fell in love with it. And just the affirmations that you get during class and So after my first class, I thought, okay, I did this once, and I'm in love. And so I'm going to continue to come to it, and, I mean, I never stop coming. So, And I think something that I love about Bar 11 is the community that's there. Mm -hmm. And so many women, just like myself, are so nervous about, working out? Am I going to fit in? What if I can't do this right? There's so many different things that are there to hold us back, and we just need to quieten that mindset and just go for it. And so that's what I did. And so the community there is really wonderful. Also, we, we give modifications for every every exercise that we do so that it's not only tailoring to that advanced client, but also for that person who is their first time or say if they have a minor injury, then they need to modify. So that's, that's another part that has been very important is, you know, community, 
modifications. Also, we often have other projects there, such as salad in a jar, soup swaps. There's an essential oils gathering at times. So there's different events that is there, and it's not just a bar studio. There's different things that are there, and Jen has done a really good job about setting up this culture where it's open to anyone, and she's making sure that anyone feels comfortable and safe and is getting the best workout. I believe that each one of us who instruct has a different flavor and each one of us has a different spin. And that is what is so great because it's catering to different clients as well. You said Jen Hayes. Yes. Shout out to Jen Hayes, by the Shout way. If, if you happen to be listening, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this, but we're, we're offering this out to the world. You know, that's one of the benefits of taking a leap like this, because not only do you get the, uh, of course, there's overcoming fear. There is the physical aspect. So Mm -hmm. you're taking care of the need to exercise, to Mm -hmm. work out, to move, to sweat. And then you have the built-in social aspect. Oh, yes. And it's so much easier (laughs) after you've done that kind of thing and gotten through it it seems human beings get closer when they've gone through things together yeah. and physical things are almost like a cheat code for friendship, at yes. least in my opinion. Yes. Oh my goodness. So when I was in college, my two girlfriends, Tony and Ashley, we would always go to spin class together. We would always go to some sort of group class together. And not only were we getting our fitness on but also you know it's just fun to go out to meet new people and I I like to talk to others so I often go in there and I'll start chit-chatting and then one of the teachers will be like shh it's time it's time to work it's time to work out so but yeah so that's kind of how that started I just fell in love and I I remember the day that I started having this calling to do more with this and I just did not know how to go about that and so I kept contemplating on emailing Jen. How, how long in to from the beginning mm-hmm. starting and loving that first class to starting to yeah. think about going further with it? So I think it was about a year and a half to two years probably a year and a half and so I typed up the email and I was nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous about this. I can't even believe I'm going to send this email to her. Like, what if she doesn't like me? What if she just, just like the devil is attacking me? I just thought to myself, okay, well, this is what you're wanting to do. And I mean, it's okay just to explore this opportunity if, if there's something there. So I emailed her and... I waited a day. I didn't hear anything. And then I think it was like another day went by. I was like, oh, what is going on? Like, she hasn't even responded. It's the classic, like, the first date was great, and then you you don't hear, yeah. So So I went to class, and I said, hey, I sent you an email. I was just kind of inquiring about being an instructor, 
what that looked like. Can you give me some information on that? And she was like, I don't think I got your email. I'm like, oh, okay. She's So she opened up her phone. She was starting to look. And I think it was like in her spam or somewhere weird. And so she got it, and she was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- uh, respond to this, and we actually have a a training coming up soon in a couple of months. So let me get this information to you, and then we'll take it from there." And so that's what happened. And I signed up for the training. It was like a three day thing. I first time ever instructing, and so that's like a whole new world. Got certified and then, you know, just went on ahead and started co-training with the other instructors. And finally, I was I was let loose. It was my time to shine. <laughs> so, And I, I, before we go further, let's just explain for someone if they don't know what bar is and this sounds... Yeah, Because uh, I absolutely. have a question following that. But uh, w- someone may hear this and go, mm-hmm. this actually does sound like a great community and yeah. I would be interested. Yes. Tell us more about what it actually... Yeah. Nuts okay. and bolts. So basically, it's a combination of yoga and Pilates. We use light weights. So it's one to three pound weights that we use for our arm work and... You may be thinking, three pound weights? What? That's as high as you go? But trust me, you're going to feel it. You are going to feel it. We do a lot of stretching, orthopedic stretching. You know, once we exhaust the muscle, then we stretch it out to give you that nice, long, and lean look. And um, you use a ballet bar for stability. So, um, So we use that. And then... It's just a combination of everything. There's really good music, modifications. It's just a really good culture that Jen has been able to create there. And I'm very grateful and thankful that I've been able to um, to take this opportunity and she's allowed me to teach there. So, and it's and it's good to to reach others and to meet people and just really hear their story. Like, you know, what's their motivation? Why are they here? Why are they doing this? And and to learn where they were to where they are now and where their what their goals are. And I think that's pretty awesome as well. Yeah, growth is the is such a huge aspect of happiness, I think, in any be it a a job that you're in, a relationship that you're in, watching a child literally grow up, as well as watching in your fitness journey the the, the growth. And what is it like to because you when you became a teacher, you went through the three the three day yes. intensive, and then you did some work working with other folks, uh, other instructors. You mm-hmm. said almost like it sounds like student teaching yes, uh, for any. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what? is it like to now have another hyphen next to your name? You're not only a pharmaceutical sales rep, you're, you're, you've got two hyphens. So what does it look like now to have a day job and then to also have this passion piece yes. that you follow? Yeah, so that's a good question. And I feel like this passion did not come overnight. It's really kind of grown in me. And then it's just been up to me to finally act on it to have the courage to act on it and so 
So yeah, this passion I I teach on Tuesday night. So it I never teach any time where it's interfering with my with my day job. And so that's something that's important to me and you know just honoring each each passion and each job that I take as well. So so that has just really allowed me to to fulfill that passion and to grow within it. I know next month we're having another training and I'm really stoked about it because I'm going that's just going to allow me to grow even more and really help these ladies connect to their body and be the best that they can be as well. So and also after bar you get spritzed with some lavender spray. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty awesome. And then you leave and you just feel so pretty and fit. And, you know, your mind is good. Your body's good. Why not? Yeah, I, I, not, I don't know that I've ever walked out of a workout class and said, I, I feel so pretty. Um, I feel pretty. But I, perhaps I should have. Maybe I missed the point. But uh, the hot yoga that I have done before, they give the lavender oil. Yes. And a t- actually, you have a choice. You have peppermint or lavender, which yes. I think it's great that they give a choice there. Yeah. But there is something really cool about it. You're like, there's a tangible element to it mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. But I think what you what's so interesting about what we were just talking about is that people sometimes either view that you either follow your passion or you play it straight. Like you go the the straight and narrow path or yes. you do the crazy, I'm going to quit everything. I'm going to take a loan out of the bank. I'm going to open my own yoga studio. And I think it's kind of refreshing to see that it's not black and white. Yes. Yeah. But doing yeah. bar probably feeds you in your other job and oh, not yes. having to worry about a salary Helps right. bar be more fun, like right. a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're totally right on that. And, you know, it it allows, say, if I'm doing bar for a while, okay, so tomorrow I go back to work and it kind of gives you a release from that and vice versa. So we all have something that we do in our life to kind of not really escape, but just allow ourselves to go to a, go to a different area where you're able to relax and zone out, whether it's reading or yoga or taking a walk or riding your bicycle or doing a puzzle or anything like that. And so kind of like an escape. Again, I view it as hyphens. Every hyphen that you have next to your name, which is meaningless kind of, but beyond what they actually represent for you, but you have another identity. Mm -hmm. You put on another hat. I, I think some of the most interesting people are the ones that have such different, seemingly different paths that they go in the same life. And in that way, you get to be somebody else for this hour. You get to shed the skin of this particular identity, which every job relationship, they all require different things, but that's what makes it so colorful to have all these options in your life. Yes. I always say, I always say like a little prayer before a class. And my goal is to give them that best hour of me 
And I hope that I'm able to be a light for at least someone in that room, whether if they're having a bad day or say they're just being hard on themselves for whatever reason. I want them to leave my class feeling refreshed, clear mind, and also pretty after spraying that lavender spray on them too. <laughs> true that, true that. that that's essential. Now, and, and that speaks to, again, setting that intention before you Absolutely. begin. Did this path that you went on as you, because it started with this half marathon, and then you were, you went towards yoga, and you kind of liked that, and then it led towards bar, and mm-hmm. then has this health journey, we'll mm-hmm. call it, has that f- mm-hmm. extended to anywhere else in your life, or has yeah. it included or en- encompassed yes. anything else? yes. So, absolutely, and I just wanted to add, you were speaking about intention, and I feel like that's what everyone needs to do. I know my husband and I, Garrett, him and I, always set our intention that Sunday night for that week before, Mm. or I know each and every morning, set that intention for that day. And then if you find yourself throughout the day, say if something goes wrong or if something unfolds where where you didn't have that planned, I always say, just reset your mind. Just reset and then recommit. And this is what I say in bar. <laughs> Again, it applies just to reset. multiple. <laughs> but having that North Star of what you originally, yes, when you yeah. were clear of mind before the, the hordes of problems and challenges mm-hmm. came towards you, is this intention when you guys set this on Sunday? Is this typically a one word thing? Does this extend to both job and home life? Mm-hmm. Do you have multiple intentions? So, that- you know, something that we do is we we sit down and and we've already discussed areas that that we want to better ourselves in or pray over. And it's just really it's just really him and I sitting and just praying to God about, you know, the week that is ahead of us and also praying about the, the different topics and different things that we're wanting to pray on for that following week. And so, you know, say for an example, and this is, you know, just something I'm bringing up, but say for an example, you have a big meeting on Monday so you're just praying about that, setting setting that intention for the day so that you are ready to go and just praying to God. And this is, this is something that we've just started practicing, and I'm not saying that this is something we do every Sunday night. This is absolutely something that we strive for. But I know when we do that, and we do this each and every morning, that we're able to have a mindset of a successful day and week. And also, you know, back to the mindset thing, if something, you know, occurs during your day, don't let it affect your whole day. I mean, it's a bad moment, but it's not going to necessarily be a bad day or a bad week. So just resetting your mind and then move forward. Just let that other, just just let it go. 
because you truly have to make yourself number one. You have to make your mind right. And if your mind is not right, then nothing else is. Your body's not right. Your relationships are not right. So, I mean, this is absolutely a practice that you have to commit to every day. And sometimes, you know, I'll find myself resetting my mind throughout the day a couple of times. Say if I go make a call on an office and a physician is having a bad day and say that they say that they say something rude or that a nurse is having a bad day or the receptionist, you know, she's been slammed with phone calls. And so, you know, I think just resetting, but also allowing grace to others. That's something that I've, that I tried to do because, you know, God gives us grace each and every day. And if he's doing that, then I need to do that for others as well. Yeah, you spoke earlier about the body mind connection. Mm-hmm. If you if you work out sometimes, then you find yourself with a clearer head when you get out, and perhaps yes. problems that looked so big they just don't look as big right. when you get out. Yes. And then there's the other side of that coin, which is the mind body mm-hmm. connection, which is you can really wreak havoc on your body oh, when your absolutely. mind is not right and stress stress is the, the silent killer yes but there are a great many number of choices people have with practices there there are things there there are a great many number of options but I think what I like about what we're talking about here is just the intentionality of this uh, again north star that you can reach toward mm-hmm. in the moments when because that's we're turbulent creatures human beings mm-hmm. right like we in the course of a day we can be absolutely incredibly happy that morning and then by lunch yes. someone one person kind of made us feel bad and suddenly we spiral so having yes. some kind of continuing practice that you can come right. back to is essential yes absolutely absolutely i hope you enjoyed part one with carly smith one of the aspects of that conversation that I truly enjoyed was really twofold. One, the common theme of overcoming fear, of overcoming the nervousness of reaching out to another potential coworker, of going into an environment like a, a new bar class that you've never done before. And all the emotions that precede doing it, and then all the the great feelings that come when you've done something that was a little scary. It's a great bounty, and it's a great reminder that any time I find myself perhaps in some type of a slump, that can be fairly easily remedied by doing something new. And if you just heard that, that was a meow from my cat. I'm not sure that came through the mic. But he agrees. Next week, I will return with part two with Carly Smith. We head in entirely different directions, but we talk about some traveling and mission work that she's done. If you want to support the podcast, another way to do it other than the Amazon banner is to write a review on iTunes. These are huge, and recently I had gotten a 10th review. I really appreciate it if you've written a review. If you've not, I want to say I totally understand it, 
because I've listened to a gazillion podcasts and some of the time I've not done that. But if you do do that, it's so incredibly appreciated. And as always, just listening is such, I just find so much appreciation in that. So I'll be back next Tuesday with another conversation with an ordinary person who's living an epic life, in this case, Carly Smith, part two. Until then, have a great week.